Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. BetMGM is pitching baseball fans a chance to swing for the fences. Register using code CHAMPION200 and win $200 in free bets when you place a $10 money line wager on any Major League Baseball game and either team hits a home run, regardless of your bet's outcome. Enjoy baseball like never before with BetMGM's daily promotions at your fingertips all season long. Download the app or go to BetMGM.com and use code CHAMPION200 to win $200 when you bet $10 on an MLB game and either team hits a home run. Sign up today and find out why nothing beats a win at the King of Sportsbooks. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Virginia only. New customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-888-532-3500. Is it acceptable to go to Mickey D's just for a drink? <laughs> of course it is. But good luck leaving with just a drink. It's more than a drink. It's a Mickey D's drink. And right now, a small Minute Maid slushie is just $1.59. So all you have to do is choose a flavor, like the tropical mango or strawberry watermelon, and enjoy like it's meant to be enjoyed. Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Good evening, everybody, and welcome to Corner to Corner Wrestling Radio. No, your ears are not deceiving you. We are, in fact, live right here on C2CRadioShow.com, Spreaker.com, and all points in between. It's been about a week or two. Hope everybody is doing well. Happy Valentine's Day to each and every one of our beautiful, beautiful listeners. Boo earns. <laughs> wow. Did did you not did Brian you did you not get your Valentine? I did, but they're not getting a special happy Valentine's Day message oh. from from me. Oh my Boo earns. Boo earns. Did they did they not give you the right kind of card? I mean did they call you Budge instead of Adam? I, mean, I don't understand what to do here. What's what's the routine? <laughs> How was, does this work? <laughs> that, that was funny. <laughs> So Tommaso Ciampa is officially on Monday Night Raw, and he got a super kick right from Dolph Ziggler. Congratulations, uh, Tommaso! Way to go! Are you Are you kidding me? No, sir. Hold on, hold on a second, hold on a second. I got. Sure. I'm going mute for just a minute to straighten up my family. Uh oh, it's about to get rough. Rough and tumble over at the Taylor house. So, yep, as I'm looking on Twitter, it must not have been an actual call-up. If you watched uh, NXT last Tuesday, 
Um, Dolph Ziggler is going to be challenging Braun Breaker for the title here soon. So I'm guessing that because of the alliance that uh, Champa is doing some scouting for Braun. But, yeah, I've got a little bit of a super kick for his troubles. So, yeah, welcome to Raw. Oops. Hopefully they don't screw him up. Who am I kidding? <laughs> they'll, they'll probably screw him up. Why would you not? All right, I'm back. Uh-huh. Did you straighten him out? No, my wife wants me to post Happy Valentine's Day on Facebook. Like that's like, like, like everybody does that. Why do I want to be like everybody else? Here's the thing, Brian, and and you know, your wife can attest to this. If it doesn't get posted on Facebook, that means it didn't happen. Oh well, I'm not. I'm I'm not falling for that. Right now, I'm I'm doing it right now because my wife hasn't said anything. So now that you've reminded me, you may have saved my life. You may have saved a life tonight, Brian. She keeps it up. I'll go into how the wedding ring is a circle of violence. A circle of violence? Good God. Wow. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> All right, here we go. All right, I'm, I'm, I'm on. Mental abuse, physical abuse for my some God. people. My God, sir. Elder abuse for others. Shh. I'm on the radio. Stop it. <laughs> now, honey, I want, to, I want you to see this. We're going to go behind the scenes here. Come, come here. Come here. I want you to see this is being done. Come here. Here it happens. And one and a two and a three. And boom. There we go. It's official, Brian. It's actually on Valentine's Day. And I said happy Valentine's Day to my wife and my kids. I get bonus for that. See? No. It's official. You get you get bonus if you just did it and not put it on Facebook. Shut up. Shut up. You saved a life. You saved a life Every, today, Brian. Everybody on the planet knew it was Valentine's Day today. Well, I guess unless you don't celebrate no. it. <laughs> I'm looking at my wife right now. If we were on Twitch, this would be amazing because I would put her on camera. I'm looking at my wife right now. She's staring at me. Her hand is dripping wet. What in God's name happened here? What? Come here. Come tell the fans what has happened here. Your orange cat pooped on my hand. Oh, my good God. Did there you give him a bath? No. That's a Valentine's gift she'll never forget. <laughs> he said happy Valentine's, Mommy. I guess that's why he's not a, not really a happy cat sometimes. <laughs> We are off the rails, ladies and gentlemen. We are off the rails. It is an exciting time. Uh, Let's see here. Where does one start, Brian? Gosh. um, Well, how about this? Chris Jericho posted on Twitter that he hasn't forgotten the, uh, the, the celebration of friendship and the way it ended between him and Kevin Owens. And apparently fans on Twitter have just absolutely lost their shit. This apparently is the new forbidden door. Jericho is going to get even with Kevin Owens. Personally, I don't see it happening. I I, I figure Jericho's kind of got his hands full with actual talent (sighs) in AEW. I'm pretty sure WWE wouldn't let him get a damn thing in anyway. What do you think, Brian? Do you think think Jericho is coming back for revenge against KO? Oh, my Lord. If he went back... He would be signed by the WWE. It wouldn't be in a forbidden door type situation. 
I don't see where the WWE would showcase either one of them at this point in time. Mm-hmm. Right? You know, kind of pissed away Kevin Owens' career. And I'm sure, you know. Hey, pal. <laughs> probably none too happy with Jericho at this point in time in his career. I am waiting for that moment where someone does the butts and seats comment. It's going to happen. Mm-hmm. You know that. I don't know which company. I'm pretty sure Shivani wouldn't do it twice. But I'm just saying I have a feeling we're going to get one of those moments while this is going on. I, I just don't know when. Um. You, uh, yeah, but something tells me you probably already have gotten the moment and you just haven't paid attention to it. That's possible. That's entirely possible. You know, it, you know, it, it hasn't, um, it hasn't really had the effect. But you know, with the announcers and the the boobers things, they like to say from time to time. I'm sure it's probably already happened, and you just never pay no attention to it. I did notice that in the Super Bowl ads. <clears throat> during yesterday's big game, the Superb Owl, because, um, you know, the actual name, I'll have to edit that out because apparently it's trademarked. Who knew? So anyway, what? during the ads, the ads of the big game, WWE did a uh, teaser ad for their content on Peacock, and when there is uh, video footage of Roman Reigns celebrating or doing his thing at the entranceway, the word in the background, can you guess what the word said? Mm, no. What did it say? Dynamite. Oh, uh, see, that's cheeky. <laughs> that's that's <clears throat> what I thought. I laughed about it. I was like, okay, I see what we're doing here. <laughs> You're not sneaky, <laughs> WWE. <laughs> but, you know, the biggest problem, though, is they probably should not be given too much more attention to the, the AEW, considering that Dynamite now stacks up quite nicely to Raw. Yep. And uh, in some categories is actually beaten Raw. Yeah, the 18 to 49 demographic pretty well tells the tale. Um, and they're beating Raw, I won't say handedly, but it's now becoming a question of when do they start growing past 1.2 instead of, you know, the whole can they make it? It's now, it's only a matter of when. Well, yeah, but I mean, you ha- let's... Let's again, let's remember, right? Because I know you and Sonny had this little uh, chat the other day, right? Actually, a good conversation, might I add. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm not, I'm not saying it wasn't. There are a few things that I'm not necessarily going to pat you all on the back for saying, but this is one of them, right? <laughs> oh, we don't get right. a pat on the back from the esteemed no, doctor? No, 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 no. So let's remember, though, right? In uh, what... Uh, 19, when they started, it was over a million. Then it mm-hmm. dropped to, what, six, roughly, somewhere along the way at the low point. Somewhere be- yeah, somewhere between six and 700. Right. Now, over the course of two years, we've doubled our number, mm-hmm. right? So we've gone from, let's say, six to 1.2, mm-hmm. right? And we're it's two years in. Why, why do we think that this that they cannot grow because I'm pretty sure that was like the comment like this this company is flatlined at 1.2 right 
Yeah. They hit 1.2 one time in the in the last few weeks, right? But again, now they're up over a million. Mm-hmm. Now they're at 1.2. I mean, do do we not think that next week it could be 1.3 or six months 1.3? Why why do we, especially when it comes to AEW, why do we constantly want to cut them off at the knees and say, ah, oh, mm, nah, last two years ago you were at 600,000. Now you're at 1.2. You're never going to get grow your audience anymore. <laughs> well, and th- this is the thing, like, and this is what I said to Sonny, because he started off, you know how he usually does. Ugh, they're flatlined, like you said. They're not going anywhere. They're just they're stuck in, in the same place. But the reality is, starting in 2019, all the way to now, just like you really said, um, they're, they've grown quite quickly, and they're really still in their infancy. You know, If you look mm-hmm. at it as a company, three years old for a human being is somebody just now learning to really go to the bathroom in a toilet. All right. Uh, And and the reason I word it that way is because it's I want you to envision a business brand spanking new. The first thing they do is they start learning how to spend money. Right. Their expenses. Then they start learning, which, hey, let's admit, AEW has spent a shit ton of money. They had to. I mean, look at their signings. And that's okay. Now, the next thing they had to do is start finding their customer base. So when Dynamite hit the air the first time, wasn't it one point four? It was a good number. I remember that. Yeah. So they do that, and then, like you said, they move to the six, seven hundred in the average for we'll say the better part of twenty twenty. Just to be fair, because I think that might be about right. But as the Wednesday night war chuckle, chuckle, chuckle <laughs> goes on, and WWE leaves with their tail between their legs, and I stand by that. Because they went and said, no, we're, we're going to go to Tuesdays. <laughs> we're we're going to leave this alone. And I think that was a smart move. I don't know about the 2.0 bullshit. But <laughs> moving off of Wednesdays <laughs> was smart. Because you don't need to compete there. You just don't. There's no reason to do it. I understand what Bully Ray said. And we have talked about it ad nauseum. But, you know, you can't just leave them, let them go unchallenged. But at the same time, if you're not ready for that competition, which clearly they weren't, you shouldn't. Just leave it alone. The other part of it, though, is now they've learned their fan base. And in their third year... Holy crap. Damian Priest just pinned AJ Styles. Look at that. All right. That was actually... I'll have to rewatch that because that was quick. With what's happening now in their third year, now they're learning how do we grow. So they're only just now learning how to grow. And yeah, they've had some signings that maybe they didn't have to make. Look at Joey Janela, for example. I'm not a huge Janela fan. He has his fans. I know you like him. Um, And I know there's... You do. Mm -mm. Oh, okay. My bad. My mistake. (laughs) I don't don't think I, like Joey Janela, have ever exited my... uh... My bad. My bad. (laughs) Jamel, as my phone would call him. (laughs) Jamel. Um, But it's one of those things where here's a guy that's tweeting, oh, you know, they have me come to work and they don't give me anything to do. Hey Joey, um, look, buddy, you're you're great in the indies. You're you're funny, you know. You you do some cool things with X Pac, and you're probably gonna get your ass whipped by Cardona again, and that's cool. Congrats to Cardona, by the way, NWA World Champ. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. But I don't really see Joey Janela as the guy beating Adam Page. You know what I'm saying? He's well, not gonna f- yeah, but- find lightning in a bottle and suddenly, you know, rival Orange Cassidy in popularity. 
it's if for him, for this guy, it's not so much about that, right? What he mm-hmm. has to understand, because I think somewhere along the way he may have gotten a little big head, right? <laughs> With a comment like that? Yeah. Like, you were brought onto this company in its infancy because they needed filler, right? Joey Janela was name a name. recognition. Yeah, exactly. Yes, he was a name. He brought eyes to the product. But guess what, Joey? You've been eclipsed. You've been eclipsed by guys like Adam Cole, Brian Danielson, John Moxley. You you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Guys that necessarily weren't there day one. Malachi Black. Miro. I mean, the list goes on and on and on. So, of course, they don't have anything for you, bud. That's how it works. Right? How many people have left the WWE? Right? Oh, well, they, they creative didn't have nothing for me. Mm-hmm. Well, that's because you're on the way out. And they're just, you know, they're going to let you sit your contract out. No hard, no foul. Enjoy it. I think that it is okay to, you know, say, hey, I'm, I'm not happy being on the sidelines. I don't mind that as much. But to openly go out there on Twitter and start talking about how they never have anything for me to do, you know, just really getting dramatic about it, that's just, that's stupid. It, it's not going to prove a point. What well, actually, it does prove a point. I take that back. It proves a point to your potential employers because it means that you can't handle waiting your turn. Now, doesn't mean you have to always be waiting. You know, make some things happen. That's what a lot of these guys don't do nowadays. But a guy like Joey Janela, look, for the record, Janela's had a great career. He's done a lot of cool things. But the reality is not everybody, not everybody gets to be, you know, world champ. We've talked about it a lot of times. I'm usually the guy that says, man, when is so-and-so going to get their moment? And you usually respond with, hey, not everybody gets that shot. And that's true. Mm-hmm. Not everybody does. You can't have every single person on your roster in the main event. It's just not going to work. So, you know, a guy like Janela is just a good example of you have to remember your place. And I know that sounds bad. I know that does. And and I I can't really think of a different way to word it except to say everybody is a part of the team and everybody has a role to play. And if he doesn't have a role to play anymore, like you said, enjoy your time there and then just go find something else. There's no need for the whole, like, dramatic stuff. Well, and the other thing, too, is now you can attach AEW star to it. Absolutely. And, and you can get rank. more money for it. Yeah. 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 Um, I mean, there's some things that came out of this conversation that, you know, I, I really got annoyed about, but I was able to kind of respond in a way that I think turns stuff around. So Sonny attacked the leadership of AEW. And I, I say it because of the, the phrasing that he uses where he basically calls Tony Khan a puss. And I'm like, how do you call this guy that? You've never met him. You don't know him. You've never sat in a meeting with him. And he says, well, you never have either. So I said, okay, cool. Let's let's look at some facts. So let's talk about relationships is what AEW has established and their relationship with Warner Media. That's huge. So huge, in fact, that AEW could have their own streaming through HBO Max before the end of this year. Oh, I hope so. 
let's look at uh, ruffling feathers, as he said, because leaders, Brian, ruffle feathers. Tony Khan is responsible for saying, okay, cool, we'll keep on Wednesdays, and we will continue to do what we do, and we'll <coughs> win the Wednesday Night War. Well, they, they did. <laughs> is NXT on Wednesdays anymore? No. You know what? You know what they should do. They should like move, like to Tuesday night. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> Run them on Tuesday. Uh, we're going to yeah. Thursday. Nope, nope. We're going to Thursday. No, no, now. no, no. You just inch closer to like Monday <laughs> to night. Mondays. Yeah, and then Jim Ross can be like, "Yeah, where? What day should we go to next?" <laughs> That's messed up. Talk about the forbidden door. Um, you know, I think that when you look at what WWE should have done, there's a lot of key things. They should have ignored AEW. You know, you don't go to the Hall of Fame with Billy Gunn there and start saying, oh, he's going to buy that piss ant company and then he's going to fire you. Well, that's an attempt to sound witty and funny, but what's what's that really going to do? That's locker room well, material. You, you post it on the <laughs> wall. But again, though, it shows you how out of touch some of these people are. Mm-hmm. To an audience, right, right. As we move forward, right, if they keep doing what they're doing, AEW, mm-hmm. right. One, they put on good good shows. A lot of the sports entertainment stuff, you get it mixed in every once in a while. But they put mm-hmm. on good shows. It's going to do what WWE did. Yeah. Right? They're going to keep drawing in the fans. Right? And sooner or later, some of the fans are going to be like, I only want to watch AEW. Mm-hmm. Which then the raw number is going to continue to, to drop. Right? It's, I mean, it's not going up. It's going down. Mm-hmm. Right? So it's going to continue to go down. And again, you're, your AEW is going to just keep drawing in people, <clears throat> right? <clears throat> and then WWE, they will still think they're smarter than everybody else when it comes to AEW. Mm-hmm. I would have never put NXT against AEW, right? I never would have done it, right? I mean, there should be somebody in Stanford say, you know what, uh, Vince, uh, might not want to do that, right? The Young Bucks are quite well off on their own over a cult following, right? Kenny Omega, cult following. You know what I'm saying? You're talking about big-time members of the Bullet Club mm-hmm. that are going to start opening up, you know, start a TV show. We may not, We may not want to put... NXT there, or let's see what happens first before before we move NXT. Mm-hmm. Let's not just go head to head right off. Let's see where this goes first. Right. You know what I'm saying? Or maybe let's hold a special Raw or a special, you know, because they've done that before. What is it? Tuesday in Texas or something? No, no. Yeah, whenever they remember when they used to have the Westminster Kennel Club, they do the well, uh, no, Raw no. or whatever on a different night. Yeah, but there there were a couple times they went like uh, they gave a free pay per view or something against a regular 
WCW show or something. Oh, yeah, yeah, uh, I do remember that. Yeah, it was like, oh, it's a pay-per-view. Yeah, we're getting ready this free pay-per-view against Clash of Champions or whatever, you know? I mean, they should know. Why did, let's do let's do a show as good as WrestleMania on a Wednesday, the first night, and let's just crush them right from the right from the gate. But no, 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 they didn't. I I should identify right here and now that CM Punk is now going to be called the Prophet CM Punk. Why do you ask? Well, it was what a month ago that CM Punk said. <clears throat> You go right ahead, MJF. Go on to where you feel feel the grass is greener, but you'll be just another part of a buy one, get one free extravaganza. Today, in the C2C chat, Shane, one of our awesome admins, posted in a news bite where ticket sales for WrestleMania, nights one and two, is buy one, get one free. CM Punk is a damn prophet. How do you do that? Yeah, but this is what, Texas? No, where is this one at? Yeah, uh, then this I, I think it is Dallas, yeah. It's in Dallas. Yeah. Yeah, I I mean, in this day and age, that might be a problem to sell that thing. Because, I mean, that is a monster stadium. Well, the prophet CM Punk has spoken. I think maybe we should pay attention when he speaks. I'm just saying. <laughs> Just no. What do we know? I mean, it. hey, we're just like, we're just guys, you know. We're just guys. <laughs> he's he's on the inside. We're just on the bubble, trying to poke our way in. Let us in. No, no, no we're not going to do. We're not listening to CM Punk. You know, it, as much as it would be like for me, like a bucket list kind of deal. I want to work for AEW. I want to do a call a match for a WWE. You know what I mean? Like, oh, of course, as a broadcaster, I think everybody has those. Part of me would kind of be like, I don't know if I really want inside all of that bubble because I would feel like stressed if like thought process like when we call matches for UCW no one's in our headsets no one tells us hey you need to hype this or that we don't have any Mm. of that and I was reading the other day about uh, Shivani and JR's experience you know at commentary and how yeah production will tell them hey you've got coming back from commercial in five four three and they get them back in or Tony will remind him of a date, but that's kind of it. Mm-hmm. I can handle that, I think. I don't think I could handle like what we've heard about like through McFoley, where he said Vince was cursing at him and screaming at him in the headset. I don't think mm-hmm. I can handle that. And, and I don't know if that's know. not professional or not. I just don't think I can handle it. Mm, I don't think I could either. But again, though, I mean that 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 is like part of the problem. Yeah, right? it is. There's so many people that have to have their hands in and say, "No, no, you got to do it this way. Make sure you say it this way." WNBC. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm all for it. Your company, you want to run it the way you want to run it, but I mean, well, I guess for like somebody like. Uh, McAfee and some of these other guys that they have commentating, they want yeah. to keep the reins on them. But I mean, somebody like Michael Cole, Lawler, why not just let them do their thing? Mm-hmm. So, well, especially Cole, since he's basically been you know guiding the ship now for about ten years. How long has Jr. Jr. been off WWE TV? Uh, ten, ten years, maybe. 
2012, 2013-ish. Yeah. Because, I mean, Cole's the guy that called, you know, Yeslemania for Daniel Bryan. Um, and, yeah, JR was in there in production, but I think it's safe to say that Michael Cole is the the lead chair. Oh, most still, definitely. still weird to me to see Lita back on WWE TV. Not that she doesn't belong there or anything. I hope she's ready to go for, uh, what's it called, Elimination Chamber on Friday. Or is it Saturday? It's on the 19th, so that would be Saturday. <clears throat> Saturday. Mm-hmm. But it's just weird to me to see her back on TV after like 10 years. <laughs> mm. Well, I am kind of glad, though, that they did go to Saturdays. I do like I Saturdays. It's a smart better. move, yeah. yeah. Mm. I mean, there's. it does give you that air of... Like, for example, WrestleMania, if when it goes back to one night, because I think sooner or later it will. Um, nope. You don't think nope. so? You'll, it's always going to nope. be two nights? Two nights. Mm-hmm. Ugh. I'm usually a big WrestleMania kind of guy, but two nights is exhausting. It's really, yes. really exhausting. My night two, I mean, we saw the first couple of matches at night two. We're like, yeah, all right, whatever. We'll see what happens. And then by the end, we're like, is it is it over? Or are we done? Well, I mean, it would be, I, I mean, I don't even know if you like packed it full of five star matches, both nights, like legit, you know, the best matches ever. Every match was talk going to be talked about, you know, a yeah, hundred yeah. years from now. You know, I don't know if you, even if you packed the show with all those matches, I would want to go that many hour, that many days back to back with that many hours. It's just a certain level of fatigue that you run into. I mean, I, it's, that's my thought. And I, I was okay with the, the two-night show, the idea of it, during 2020, before we got to the pandemic. And then when they decided to do two nights anyway, I'm like, um, I appreciate the effort. <laughs> you know, you guys are doing doing the Lord's work in that way, but... You you can tell me what you thought, but I felt like even though I thought it was good, I thought it was a good WrestleMania. It dragged it dragged on at points. It definitely dragged on. And by the end of the second night, I was like, Jesus, are we done yet? Yeah, well, I mean, last year's was very lackluster. I don't care what anybody says. I mean, there's I don't see how anybody can be like, yeah, that was the best WrestleMania ever. Oh no. Um, no, 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 no. And like like any, it had some good matches, some good moments, but I don't think I'd ever go into that best ever conversation. Mm-mm. Yeah. I, I, again, so like for me, the thing about WrestleMania, and I don't know if I'd be a purist in this thought or not. Mm-hmm. If WrestleMania is like your alpha and omega of the wrestling year, right? You're starting, you finish, Right. You should only be showcasing those that deserve the showcase, right? So a Brock Lesnar versus Roman Reigns, Mm -hmm. a, you know, Kevin Owens versus Seth Rollins, you know what I'm saying? That type Mm -hmm. stuff. I really don't need to see, like, people you have never given airtime to take on other people you have never given airtime to. 
if that makes sense. I don't need everybody on your roster to have a WrestleMania moment. WrestleMania was supposed to be something you worked for. Mm-hmm. Right? You busted your ass to get on a WrestleMania. Well, now it's just like we're just giving it to everybody because, hey, we're the WWE and we can put on a 12-hour, two-night event mm-hmm. that half the time makes literally no sense. And to me, that's where the fatigue comes in. It's, it, it's you know, it's there's so much stuff on there that's almost like filler that I don't care to watch. That when it gets time to something I want to watch, mentally I'm not even in the show no more. Yeah, I think a lot of us kind of tune it out after a while. We just get to that point where we're like, eh, all right, well. You know, like we watched Bianca and Sasha, and that was a great match. I really, really enjoyed it. But then mm-hmm. you get to night two, because that was night one, right? Bianca and Sasha. Yeah, and I believe so. That was, that was like the sh- one of the shining points of night one. Yeah. But you get to night two, and you're going to get Drew McIntyre and Bobby Lashley to start the show. Like, God damn, I'm tired of seeing that. Like, stop doing that. Yes, your tag titles, your U.S. titles, things like that. That makes sense, but don't put your world title first. Especially a match like that, which had been built and built and built and built, and then just flopped. Because, come on, let's be real. That match did not deliver. And I don't know if I blame blame Lashley or Drew or everybody involved or creative or what. I, I don't know if I really could think back that far. But that match wasn't that great. So to start the night off with that was just like... Uh, well, of course, there's the creative extravaganza that was The Fiend versus Randy Orton. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and that's what I'm talking about. Like, after that happens, mm-hmm. like, your crowd is gone. And it may very well have taken the... Because I think uh, Sasha and Bianca were... Maybe the end? Was it the mm-hmm. main event for night one? Or the second to last or something? Yeah, Sasha and uh, Bianca Belair was main event night one. Before right, that so... was Damian Priest and Bad Bunny against Miz and Morrison, which turned out to be kind of a fun match to watch. But uh, to me, though, I because the Fiend, I'm pretty sure the Fiend and Orton was night one. Mm-hmm. No, Fiend and Orton started off night two. Oh, did it? Yep. So literally, it takes you to the main event probably to get excited for night one. Mm-hmm. And then you roll it into night two, and you have that happen. And, you know, it really kind of just throws. Is it acceptable to go to Mickey D's just for a drink? (laughs) Of course it is. But good luck leaving with just a drink. It's more than a drink. It's a Mickey D's drink. And right now, a small Minute Maid slushie is just $1.59. So all you have to do is choose a flavor, like the tropical mango or strawberry watermelon, and enjoy like it's meant to be enjoyed. Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Hurry into Mattress Firm's best Memorial Day sale ever. Get a king bed for the price of a queen or a queen for a twin and save up to $500 on Sealy. 
Plus, get a free adjustable base with qualifying Sealy purchases up to a $4.99 value. Or shop Tempur-Pedic, the most highly recommended bed in America, and save up to $500 on adjustable mattress sets in stock for immediate delivery. And get a $300 instant gift. Talk to a sleep expert today. Only a mattress firm. Restrictions apply. See store or mattressfirm.com for details. Two nights worth of wrestling off. Mm-hmm. And I'm okay with a main, with a championship match starting the show. As long as it's a good one. Yeah. Uh, for the record, Drew and Bobby started night one. That was my bad. Okay. But still, it was still a shit match. It just was not any good. I don't remember the, one or the other, but I'm okay with with a, a world title going on first. Right? I understand that, you know, they're the old school pecking order. Mm-hmm. Um, and I got I I got no problem with that formula, but I also have no problem with, you know, what we've seen the last few years on some of them. You know, a uh, Omega versus Daniel Danielson. Um. Or not, uh, not that, but Paige, I'm sorry, because Danielson versus Omega wasn't for the title. But I think Paige and Danielson went on first, and it was. You know, if you do it right, and you, and you bring the energy, then I'm okay with it. But if you do it and you just crap the bed, then to me it makes no sense. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of that that just it floors me, you know. And we're looking backwards because what we do is we learn we learn history, you know. We learn what what we can expect with this coming year's WrestleMania. And, and look, they're really doing the same stuff that they did last year, build up wise. You know, now we're getting the elimination chamber to kind of mix it up, give us a little bit of variety. But what's re- what's really going to happen? Let's see here. Brock's going to face Roman Reigns in the main event, probably of night two. And somehow, my gut says that this is going to be a title unification match. And I have a feeling that this, out of all of the matches they've had, this match is going to suck the worst. Because they're going, to, you, they're going to build it up so hard, and it's just going to flop bad. How do you get the title back on Brock? Uh, he's going to win Elimination Chamber. He is in the chamber match where Lashley's defending uh, this coming Saturday. Uh, let me pull up the card here. You and I can run it down real quick, and then we'll talk about this past week's Dynamite, which may have been the best Dynamite uh, to date. But we'll take a look here. Let me pull this card right. up. Get- there we go. <clears throat> so, for the WWE Championship, Brock Lesnar... Seth Rollins, AJ Styles, Matt Riddle, and Austin Theory. And he has no place in this match. But anyway, challenging Bobby Lashley for the WWE title. In the chamber. I'm figuring that Brock is last to enter the, enter the match. He'll be in the chamber the last. And <clears throat> he'll win and beat, beat Lashley. Roman Reigns versus Goldberg. Uh, yeah. Pretty sure that's Roman. <laughs> I don't see unless Goldberg just somehow manages to learn how to do a suplex again. Um, yeah, I'm pretty sure that 
Goldberg loses here. And then you've got both champs. Now, the only other thing that could happen is that Lashley somehow comes away with the victory because Heyman costs Lesnar to solidify his, uh, you know, I'm in Roman's corner kind of thing. But Yeah, but it's in the cage. How would he even get to him? I don't know. Maybe he throw. Well, it's it's in that chain Cosmic cage. You can throw stuff in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or he sprays him in the eyes with the mace or something. I don't know. Something stupid. It's WWE. Come on. Where's, where's your creative hat? <laughs> uh, we got Rhea Ripley, Nikki A.S.H. versus Bianca Belair. Do drop Liv Morgan. Okay, so women's r- women's elimination chamber. The winner gets a shot at the Raw Women's Title at Mania. So Ripley, Which Nikki, is... Bianca, uh-huh. Do drop Liv Morgan, and an entry to be decided. Oh crap! Can I go with the entry to be decided? Ah, uh, there you go with mystery entrant number five again. Jesus. Hey, no, I was right. Because Ronda was number six. Uh, yeah, that's and fine. That's fine. You got six. Ronda right, but you didn't get the uh, men's one right. Well, I mean, you know, there's no, I, you know, I got to go with my gut feeling here. And there's only so many mystery, <laughs> mystery guys that WWE is going to pull off. <laughs> yeah, well. Becky Lynch is defending against Lita. Like I said, it's weird to see Lita back on TV, but uh, I'm pretty sure this is just a nice little swan song moment for Lita. I don't see her winning the title. Well, no, yeah, but you got to go with your own logic here. I mean, WWE logic says that Lita can win the world title or the title, and then Becky Lynch becomes number six. Oh, jeez. <laughs> and wins the Elimination <laughs> Chamber. <laughs> and, and that's so sad because, you know, in, in in her prime, and I'm sure Lita, Lita hasn't really shown us anything to really say she's not, you know, able to go. But in her prime, Lita was tremendous in the ring. I don't know if she could hang with Becky Lynch legitimately. I'm just putting it out there. But I don't know. It just doesn't seem to work. Uh, I mean, I I think it could work. Uh, but we'll find out Saturday whether it warrants, uh, you know, a second look. Yeah, a second look. Yeah. SmackDown Tag Team Championship. The Usos defend against the Viking Raiders out of nowhere, and the Usos also beat the Viking Raiders in ninety seconds. Couple weeks ago, how? No idea. But ninety seconds. I don't usually watch SmackDown anymore. I just don't pay much attention to her. Plus, too much going on on Fridays. Mm. It's so sad because SmackDown used to be like I gotta watch SmackDown. I'm not so much anymore. Yeah, I'm all right. I'll pass. Yeah. Well, your your uh, your spring is getting rusty, so. <laughs> Maybe, <laughs> maybe I'm, I'm getting just that old, crotchety kind of guy. You know that old crusty emotional guy. Drew McIntyre against Madcap Moss. Say no. <laughs> Riddick Moss. <laughs> the Madcap Riddick Moss. That's a new, a new guitar player or whatever. No, that's Rick Boogs. Oh, Boogs. Rick oh. Boogs, who is entertaining, but won't do 
worth a shit. Uh, Naomi and Ronda Rousey taking on Sonya Deville and Charlotte Flair. Um, I don't know why I care about this match. Mm. I, you know, the, for me, the problem is, is no matter how I thought I wanted to see Ronda Rousey prior to her returning at the mm-hmm. Rumble, everything that's happened since then leads me to believe that she probably should go back to MMA and leave sports entertainment behind her. I could kind of agree with that. I mean, I feel like, honestly, with her losing to Becky in that triple threat match at, at Mania was a pretty nice way to end the career, the end of run, because mm-hmm. she she kind of, kind of accomplished everything she could. Um, and I'm worried that now what's going to happen is because now Ronda's having an actual feud run, we're, we're going to see uh, the inexperience get exposed and, and uh, be disappointed. To me, it's not so much the inexperience, because I think she can cover that up. It's the attitude, right, that she had before. Yeah. And now seems to have carried over and gotten worse to the point that she goes out there the Monday after. Mm-hmm. And when she gets to the back, they have to have a meeting with her. Yeah, that's not a bright thing to come out there and be bitter. You're supposed to be the returning hero <laughs> and to come and out then, there bitter and angry. I'm sorry, yeah, and Rebecca. And then I guess, <laughs> I guess that SmackDown, mm-hmm. like she, like <laughs> the crowd was having issues with her or something. Well, that that comes entirely from her attitude on Monday. You know, Monday night, yeah. she's like, no, Be- no Rebecca. What? Why she can't call her Becky, I don't know. But no, Rebecca. You <laughs> you can't have what you want. Um, so the fans boo. Stupid move. Like, why would you do that? Why would you even say no? You don't give a definitive answer until you make the announcement. That, duh. It's like storytelling 101. Yeah, <laughs> but again, though, I, I mean, if you think about this, right? Mm-hmm. And again, this is this is where you know, fault lies in management, right? Yeah. This is one of those things where they don't um, realize what they have mm-hmm. until they back themselves into a corner, right? She comes out, uh, what number, 29? Is that right? Yeah, she was a late number. I don't remember the exact. Okay, yeah. yeah. The crowd goes ballistic, right? Wow, mm-hmm. yay, right? She but comes out a great Monday. surprise. Good surprise. Yeah, yeah. I'm not saying nothing about the, the rumble, but then she comes out Monday, and they they give her a script, right? Because I really don't think that Ronda Rousey would be one that they'd be like, yeah, just go out there and talk. You know what I'm saying? Oh no, no, no. She can't be trusted like that yet. Yeah, yeah. So they give her a script. Mm-hmm. Not realizing that Becky Lynch, even though she's supposed to be your heel, is still favored by the majority of the crowd. Right? So you just can't go out there and be like, "Uh, no, 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 Becky. You know, because to the crowd, when she says something like that, they flip the script. 
Right, right? because now you've Ronda, told their hero, no. Right. So Ronda's now heel. Becky's face, right? And then, you know, throughout the course of this thing, it, it keeps flipping and flopping. Mm-hmm. And they they don't realize that, oh, we, we may have screwed up. We may have shot ourselves in the foot already. They should have, in, as soon as she went out there to, to even talk, given her 30 seconds, had Becky run out from the crowd and attack her. She stays face. Becky stays heel. You move on to Friday. Mm-hmm. You, you know, let her try it with Charlotte. Charlotte does the same thing. Once again, she stays face. Charlotte stays heel. She starts picking up the face momentum because they're not letting her talk. You know, and eventually you just keep you, you keep working it like that until, you know, whenever. But she doesn't have the ability to to feel a crowd. Very true. She it, hasn't shown that kind of confidence yet, and I don't know that she ever will. For, to be honest with you, I don't think she wants to. Is the problem, and you can tell that by the way she's addressed fans in the past right because mm-hmm. i think one of the things that came out during that week was you know how she was uh, you know kind of like telling fans how to be fans yeah and that's never worked well ever yeah it was especially with you right or not you but with her yeah, yeah. well it doesn't work with me i don't like being told how to be a fan so yeah. you're right on both counts <laughs> yeah but uh, you know they she should have just been the Strong, silent type. Mm-hmm. And every time she went to open her mouth, had somebody attack her. Or you put her with a manager. You know, there's nothing wrong with that. But your your big face is, by the time WrestleMania rolls around, is going to be your big heel. And you're going to have a heel versus heel match. Which or I'm pretty a confident heel versus suck. heel versus heel match. Yeah. I feel like that match is going to suck. I really do. And and I'm not a big Charlotte believer. It's just not my thing. I don't get into Charlotte matches. But I just feel like that match is going to suck. Sorry, not sorry, I guess. Mm, I don't know if it'll suck because they've had decent matches in the past. Because they're always a little bit harder. Mm-hmm. Edgier. You know, blurring the line sometimes. <laughs> You know, I will say this. I will give credit where it's due. This past Friday, um, I did take the uh, advice of Mr. Sapp, Sean Ross Sapp from Fightful. And uh, I did watch Naomi and Charlotte. This was a great, great main event. But I was left thinking to myself, you know, this this should have been an opportunity here to give a quick title run to Naomi to reward her for being so patient and then flip the script back over and hell, you could have did it at elimination chamber because it it just, it just really showed this past Friday, how Naomi has been literally ignored for the better part of two years. Well, but again, though, it, it, it's their thought process, right? Right. It's WrestleMania season. Here comes Goldberg. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Here comes Ronda Rousey. So again, when you bring them in, people like Naomi, Natalia, you know, Kevin Owens, people you could put in those spots, they get pushed back down the card. 
you do it enough, you kind of forget they're on the roster, even though they're probably more entertaining to watch than the majority of people you put in front of. Well, that happened last year, if you remember correctly. They did the uh, tag team turmoil match for the women's tag titles from night one. You had a turmoil match. The winners faced uh, Nia Jax and Shayna. So on night two, we had Ruby and uh, Liv Morgan getting a title shot. And people were literally like, wow, I forgot that Liv and Ruby worked there. Which is hard to imagine now, especially for both ladies, Ruby doing so well in AEW, and Liv finally breaking loose this year. Yeah, well, I mean, it's like Naomi, right? So I enjoy watching Naomi, Mm -hmm. right? I think that Glow, uh, I don't know if she still uses it. Yeah, yeah, I thought that was a great gimmick. I loved her entrance. Mm -hmm. I thought watching where she came from when she was part of, uh, with, uh, what, Titus? Oh, Tyrus. the Funkodactyls. Yeah, Tyrus. Or yeah, yeah, yeah. Bro, it's good. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. Uh, you know, to her becoming a champ. I mean, that's working your butt off. That's earning it, right? Mm-hmm. That's improving daily. That's becoming the best. And now, again, she's an afterthought. <clears throat> if you hadn't mentioned her and you went to, you told me to write down all the, all the females on the roster I know, I probably would have never even brought her up. Mm-hmm. Because again, she she's a front player who's been pushed to the back, who should have had that shot in place of Ronda. Well, and, and you look at it, it just continues to spread. You know, we're talking about people that have been forgotten. Look at Finn Balor. Like he was on NXT, putting on some of the best matches that I've ever seen him have, and mm-hmm. he comes back to WWE with the demon against Roman. The buildup for that was tremendous. And they literally have Roman kill the demon. No, no I'm sorry. Yeah. Let's let's fix that. They have Finn kill him because his knee gives out. Like, what? Why? What the hell would you do that for? Just stupidity. And again, here, very shortly, you know he's probably not re-signing. Right. He's going to move on not. to... I, yeah, I don't. Yeah, but see, unlike AJ, I don't think he's. I think he's got plenty of years left. Because mm-hmm. I think he's a lot younger than AJ. I don't blame AJ for staying. Right? There's a certain level of comfort. Yeah. Right? Plus, he kind of gets to do what he wants. <clears throat> yeah. Whereas Balor, Balor can very easily mm-hmm. go back to New Japan and become champ. He could go back to where he was over in England and be champ. He could go to Impact and be champ. He could go AEW, be champ. NWA, be champ. I don't know if he'd go GCW, but, you know, ROH when they come back, he could be champ. You know what I'm saying? Why would I stay? Yeah. No, that's a great question because – AJ Styles is is content for a reason. He has family, right. you know. He's got he's done everything he could do. He probably could, and and by most fans' opinion, should go to AEW and win their title because he probably would. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, he doesn't have to. He he doesn't right. have to. He has nothing really to prove. Uh, it's been said many times by many people. First ballot Hall of Famer. As soon as he's retired, boom, he's in. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. no question. You know what I mean? Like that's mm-hmm. gonna happen. 
Like this but, year, I'll be I'll be shocked, shocked if Michelle McCool and Undertaker don't go in the Hall of Fame. Taker is a no, is a no. There's no brainer right there. And Michelle McCool's right. his wife, so she's going in. That's why okay, whatever. Hall of Fame, not ours. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, I mean, if it's the Pro Wrestling Hall of Fame, Michelle McCool is like so many women's wrestlers that just get left on the sidelines. You know, that's just well, is what it is. Yeah, but again, it's much like being champion, especially world champion. Mm-hmm. Not everybody's going to get into the Hall yeah. of Fame. No, I didn't mean anything derogatory by it. I'm not saying that Michelle McCool wasn't entertaining or good. I liked her. You didn't. I did. But the truth of the matter is, you know, if we're really breaking it down in the pro wrestling Hall of Fame sense of mentality, no, she's not getting in. But this is WWE's Hall of Fame that the Bellas are in. So, <laughs> you know, Michelle McCool's getting in. Um, Nikki uh, was the greatest Divas <laughs> champion good Lord. of all time. Uh I have I I have no problem with Nikki getting in all by herself, right? Really? Like Bree seriously and truly, no no bullshit because yeah, she's no not here. She can't hear you. <laughs> I have no problem with Nikki, honestly. Wow. And I again, this could be this could be like hindsight being twenty twenty and all that. It's gotta but... be. It's gotta be because you used to groan. Well, maybe that was for different reasons. Okay, now the truth is coming. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I mean, I, I, I think Nikki was better than when she started. Yeah, right. Oh, and she, she improved ca- a lot. Yeah, yeah, and she did carry that Divas title like what longer than anybody else. Only because they wanted to get rid of Punk and AJ's names. Well, it was I mean, a, I, they they Benwad them. Let's be real. Well, no, they Romaned him because that's what Roman's doing. Right? Mm. Or that's what he did. He yeah, I see what it, you mean. Yeah, up, yeah. You know, oh, CM Punk, oh, man, he, yeah, he can't, held it. Can't have him on the record books. anymore. Uh, <laughs> next to be Cena, right? Yep, yep. And he'll hold it long enough to beat Cena's, you know, uh, what's, what Total did I see? he's held or whatever, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He'll hold it long enough to beat Cena. And then Cena gets out the record book. Why? Simply because Cena is probably on a dub or you know, Warner Brothers TV show. Right? He's got nothing to do with AEW. Cena <laughs> said I'll, I won't go to AEW, but because he's tied in with Warner Brothers, Warner Brothers tied in with AEW, that's where they're gonna watch. I'm telling you, it's gonna happen. It would be I consider it to be unlikely. I think Cena never goes, but it would be kind of interesting to see like Cena versus Omega. Mm. I bet we'd see another another gear of Cena we haven't seen. I don't think so. Honestly, I so would I like to see him on there? Sure. However, I don't think Cena Cena may have had that gear at one time. I don't know if Cena still got that gear. I, I mean, I want you to think to about it. it. I want, yeah, but I want you to think about this. I want you to go back and remember Omega versus Danielson, mm-hmm. right? With the full thought process in your head that both of them were probably still in second gear during that match. Oh, I guarantee you they were. Like they hadn't. They hadn't had a reason to switch it up, which right. is crazy. Which is crazy to yeah, think of. Their second gear 
is everybody else's fifth gear. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And John, if you're listening, or if somebody is listening, <laughs> tweets this, John, there is no disrespect here. At one time, Cena may very well have had that second gear too, but I think now he might be in fourth gear. You, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. He's yeah. older. He hasn't wrestled. I think he would be a little bit slower. Plus, he would actually have to wrestle these guys. It, I don't know if not... he could do a full year's run. I'm no, thinking, no, I'm thinking he could have a couple guest spots that would probably wow us. Oh yeah, yeah. I w- I'd be okay with a guest spot or two. But what I, what I'm saying with with wrestle them, mm-hmm. it's not five moves, John. It's <laughs> you better get about five hundred, and you better have yeah. them ready to go. Because your five moves of doom or whatever it is is not going to cut it against them. You're going to have to wrestle, or or you're going to get booed out the building. And I'm again, I'm not saying he can't. Right? Listen, I'm not saying he can't. And you might be right. I might would love to see it, but I just don't think I don't think I'd put him with them too. I might go with Punk or Miles. Punk's the easy one, right? Because you've seen him with Punk. You know that that match yeah. will be good. Because they brought up the best in each other. I think that's a guarantee. Um, yeah. Danielson, another guy that would bring up the best out of, out of Cena. Um, yeah, but again, though, I think Danielson's, he's got too many gears. I'm, I'm talking like you're seeing Punk, you're MJF, you're John Moxley. You know what I'm saying? You're Adam Cole. Those, those guys that are they're great wrestlers but they're just a little bit slower than Omega and Danielson. Yeah, I could see him having a tremendous uh matchup with MJF actually. Oh, the build the build up would be fantastic. How about the better than the best in the world and he knows it. How about MJF? What do you, what did you think of MJF beating Punk in Chicago and then the way he celebrated it's open dynamite? <clears throat> So, like, it's a known fact, right? I love I love heels, right? I love the bad guys, right? I don't think I've ever made, you know, not made that known. I watch a good heel all day long. However, and again, no disrespect to MJF, but MJF is such an ass. <laughs> yeah, he is. But he's good at it. He's tremendous yeah. at it. And he about swallowed his girlfriend's not. head right there on live television. <laughs> yeah, I'm not. I'm not saying he's not right because I can be yeah. an ass too. But when he when he makes like an ass, say you're an ass, mm-hmm. you're an ass. You know, you should be proud of that. <laughs> you're a damn asshole, MJF. Yeah, you're a dick, MJF. That's what you are. <laughs> you're one of the best out there. I'll give you that. And I, 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 so, I loved it. Oh, I do too, but I so cannot wait for Wardlow to rip him a new one. I I have no I, I'm not a fan of Wardlow, but MJF is such an ass. <laughs> and I just cannot wait for Wardlow to turn on him. Well, they're doing so well with the Batista build for Wardlow. It, it, <clears throat> it really is the Batista build. I mean, look at what they're doing. All of the things they've done, like they've, they've even took away his entrance for the celebration. Come on, who takes away somebody's entrance? That's shitty. Even for MJF. <laughs> I mean, that's shitty. 
the the whole thing where he's taking the cardboard standees and putting them out there, where he's doing mm. the uh, sitting Indian style and and doing the headlock takeover. That's gonna be, by the way, MJF's finish from now on. I'm telling you, sooner or later he's gonna get rid of the. Uh, what does he do for his finish right now? The heat seeker, that uh, pile driver. He's gonna change it up. It's gonna be the headlock takeover. But yeah. with what with what they're doing with Wardlow, the way they're building him. It's just like a ticking time bomb. And it wouldn't surprise me if if it happens at the least possible expected moment. Not the moment where you're like, oh, it's guaranteed. It's going to happen tonight. Like, no. It's going to be like MJF's in the middle of a world title match and about to win. And Wardlow comes in and just power bombs the fuck out of him. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's going to be... Like one of those holy shit moments on dynamite, like you never saw it coming. Mm-hmm. But I, I mean, literally, like here's the thing with this, right? I can, I can honest, I honestly cannot recall a time that I knew somebody was going to turn, mm-hmm. right? That you just knew it was going to happen. That I, 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 I was so anticipating. You know what I'm saying? Like some of these tag teams where you know they're just going to short arm the guy, mm-hmm. right? You know it's coming, right? They're, the the it's just they've been going at each other's throat for six months. You know what I'm just going to turn, right? I I literally, I mean this is right up there with wanting to see the Briscoes versus FTR in, in my book. Yeah, yeah. I I I just cannot wait, and I'm not a Warlow fan. I'm an MJF fan. But I cannot wait for him to just rip uh, MJF's head right off his shoulders. And that's the beauty of this. Right? Mm-hmm. That's the absolute beauty of this. Well, and this is where this is where I get tired of, of wrestling fans that are like, CM Punk is isn't doing anything with this run in AW. Oh, yes, he is. CM Punk is building stars right now. How much attention do you pay to Powerhouse Hobbs now versus before he wrestled Punk? Now, you, Brian, obviously is a different story, but the the general population of fans. How about Darby Allen? How about what? you know everyone he's going in the ring with? Again, though the 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 problem with today's fans is the majority of them have ADD. I'm sorry, right? let me correct myself. The prophet CM Punk. Sorry, they cannot. Pay attention long enough to what's going on, right? I, I mean, listen, if you go look at these on Facebook and you mm-hmm. read the comments, the majority of them don't understand storytelling. It's going to hurt right? your they'll, head. Yeah, they'll look you or they'll type, oh, AEW sucks. There's no storytelling. Are you out of your mind? Or you could be like that guy that was sitting in front of us at Dynamite. This is storytelling. It's 15 minutes of Lance Archer beating up a bomb. That's not a story. Well, yeah, it, it, is, it is a story because it falls into the bigger story. That's a crappy story. Well, yeah, the, the, the story of that match made no sense. But again, it's a bigger story. This right here is a big story, yeah. right? And again, this is where the WWE has failed many a fan. Because there, there are a generation of fans that didn't grow up in the 70s and watch what happened on TV then. They didn't mm-hmm. grow up in the 80s. 
They didn't grow up in the 90s. They didn't grow up in the early 2000s. The only thing they've known is post-WCW, WWE, where they don't have storylines. Mm-hmm. Where if they do, they're, they're so boring that you don't pay attention. Or they make no sense that we, we have people that are having sex with, you know, dead people in caskets. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, I'm with you. <clears throat> they have no earthly clue what a storyline is. And this is probably one of the best in wrestling right now. Because you have legit MJF fans waiting for Wardlow to rip his head off. Mm-hmm. And that's thanks to CM Punk. It's thanks to all the players involved. Yeah, you look at the subtleties of that, too. Where Punk is like, I want to make a rematch. And MJF's like, uh, I, I'm not doing a rematch. You don't get it. He's like, no, I want a rematch against the guy that beat me. I want a rematch against Wardlow. Like, instantly. The crowd pops. You know, that's subtleties. That's building this guy even further. So when he does eventually snap, and I I stand by it, it's going to be an unexpected moment rather than the obvious. He's going to, it's going to blow the roof off. Now, what he does after that, I don't know. I don't know what he has or doesn't have. I mean, I'm not going to pretend to be an expert on Wardlow's career. But it's going to be a fun ride. Mm. Well, I honestly hope we don't see... Punk versus MJF for some time. I don't want to see two. And not until the world titles around one of them. Oh, no. That's... I think you're unfortunately going to have to see that. You're going to see that because it's being late. That groundwork's late already for Revolution. That's Maybe. already going to happen. Yeah. Maybe. But, again, Punk wanted the rematch with Wardlow. He didn't want the rematch with MJF. (laughs) So, again, if he loses to Wardlow, MJF's not going to grant him. He's not going to do anything. What if Wardlow lays down for Punk? Oh, oh my God, a finger (laughs) poke over. That would be crazy. The one-time fans cheer for the push. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not, I don't that's think Tony Khan would do that, but that would be complete out-of-the-box yeah. thinking right there. I wouldn't put anything past old TK. I, I, I mean, I wouldn't. Look at look at your world title Texas death match. Mm-hmm. I mean, that he that he's I mean, he, he's like, let's let's pop a crowd. If he thinks if he thinks it'll work, he would do it. Wow. So I don't normally break into like breaking news mode, but this is interesting. Fightful well, I select. I wouldn't call this breaking news, but Well, yeah, maybe. Maybe. Maybe this is more like just putting more fuel on the fire, because I think people have expected this. Fightful Select has reported that WWE made a significant overture towards pulling Stone Cold Steve Austin back into the ring at WrestleMania 38. Um, they haven't got they haven't gotten any official responses yet, so who knows? But apparently, oh wow, it could be Kevin Owens against Steve Austin. Interesting. 
Dumb. Okay. How many times? How many times has one of these guys come back mm-hmm. and under delivered? Oh, tons, tons. Even my favorite, even Shawn Michaels. So, do we honestly think that Austin might be different? Hmm. Are Are we just going off of "Ooh, it's Stone Cold. This is going to be so great." <laughs> Not realizing that if he doesn't put on, you know, a certain type of match that he may very well be limited in because we don't know how bad his body is. And Austin has said many times that the last thing he wants to do is come back and, and dirty up his legacy. But... Uh, you know, not for everybody, but for some of us, that's exactly what happened. Look at Taker. How many times mm-hmm. have I gone against Taker coming back? Oh, many times. Even before, maybe before Brock. Yeah, but to, and the thing about Taker is, if you look at how many times he had to come back, and how many times the match was underwhelming, and how many times he would come back, oh, y'all better win. They're Survivor Series. If not, I'm going to show up and take names and dig holes or whatever it was. <laughs> yeah, that didn't go and so well. it, Yeah, that... <laughs> I mean, it took years, right, for him to actually be able to hit with AJ. Which, again, if that's his last ride, you know, that was great. That's a great send-off. That, yeah, absolutely. That is the way you end that career. And he, to his credit, at least now, so far... He's retired. Yeah, and that's the way he should stay. Because mm-hmm. he wasn't in the best of health the other times he was in that ring. And it showed. And it guess what? It tarnished that legacy, that WrestleMania legacy to me. Because he wasn't healthy. He didn't perform what we were expecting. And when you get that for years on, on end... Oh, that's uh, that's kind of lackluster there. You know what I'm saying? You know what? If they give it a five or six minute kind of pad, and that's it, I'm okay with it. If it goes anything past that, I I would I would have to agree with you. You're you're running a terrible risk because you start exposing you know chinks in the armor. <laughs> Here's a guy that hasn't bumped in over a decade. He retired in ten. It's now twenty twelve years later. Officially, he retired in, what was uh, WrestleMania 19, 2003? So that's longer than that. But the the point here, the overwhelming theory is that if you're going to be done, then be done. And, and, and I can agree with that. I mean, I think Michaels, when he retired, should have just been done, period. Just did what he said well, he was going to do. But they threw a shit ton of money at him and said, hey, would you like here's to? Here's another said, one. Okay. Here's another one. This is probably the biggest one of all, mm-hmm. right? And it, it pains me to say this. Let's talk Ric Flair. Once you got past that WrestleMania, he should have just left it alone. Which WrestleMania? Are we talking about uh... the when Michaels retired? Yeah, yeah, that was that was a tough to watch kind of situation. You know, he goes to Impact or TNA. They pay him a crap ton of money, although rumor has it they didn't pay him all that well. Um, 
But then he gets back in the ring and, and really didn't need to. I agree. I completely agree with you there. And then he goes back to WWE. It's mm-hmm. back in the ring. Mm-hmm. I feel like there's there's a lot to be desired when you hear something like this. Like, you have this excitement that, hey, I mean, it's Steve Austin, of course. It's exciting. But at the same time, there's that very real, like, concern and fear of, okay, here's the obvious. What if he gets hurt, right? What if he's just, he says he's in great shape right now. Cool. But what if he gets hurt? There's that. Then there's the then there's the other things that happen because you know Father Time <laughs> makes us all mortal, right? Makes makes uh, cowards of us all because we don't know if he's got any kind of motor left. I'm not trying to insult the guy. I mean, he's Stone Cold Steve Austin for crying out loud. But you know, to to your credit, by your points that you've made, there's a lot of reason to believe eh, maybe not, maybe he can't. Yeah, and sometimes you just need to tell him no. Mm-hmm. And maybe he does. This is by by no stretch of the imagination a confirmation of Austin's returning. But this is the first first murmuring, real solid murmuring we've heard of this since it got announced they were going to Dallas. Yeah, and I, I mean, Sean Sapp's been breaking it, some pretty seri- serious shit lately. And it absolutely pisses me off as a wrestling fan <laughs> that you have people that just walk in the door and automatically get matches at WrestleMania. So there is, I don't know if it's true or not, but there's a story going around, Brian, that says that Goldberg has in his contract for every victory he had in his undefeated streak, he gets a title match. Oh, I don't, I don't, I don't see that one. That just sounds so out of left field, but how the how many title matches has he had? Are we done towards the end yet? <laughs> Again, it's your it's management that has no clue what they're doing. <laughs> yeah, agreed. I mean, I would I would love to know if somebody when 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 Vince was like, "Hey, let's let's do this." Mm-hmm. If somebody wasn't like, uh, "No, we shouldn't do that, Vince." And here's why. Yeah, yeah, and again, to my point, Goldberg's another one. How many times has Goldberg showed up? Five, six, seven in the last three, four years, five years? Mm-hmm. And he hasn't performed to, up to his standards at any of those matches. The the Super Show or whatever overseas, how'd that work out for you? Oh, you mean where he almost killed The Undertaker? Yeah, yeah, how'd that work out that for? Was bad. The, uh, that was bad. the one time he almost knocked himself out. Um, uh, what Braun Strowman at WrestleMania? Uh, that mm-hmm. that match was fantastic. <laughs> Brock yeah. Lesnar, how'd that work out for you? Uh, the first one was okay. The second one, no, nope, nope, nope. Nope, or you mean there. the first one like 20 years ago? No, no, not 20. No, 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 not that one. Not that one. Not that one. I'm talking about that Survivor Series match where it was like, you know, two, three minutes. Like I said, that one small padded area. Okay, do your do your Goldberg. Cool. All right, we're good. Like that, that was fine. And honestly, had he had just lost to uh, Brock at Mania and then that was it, that's a really good way to go out. Like, all right, you came in, you got a title run, you 
your loss to a guy that's still in his prime makes perfect sense. But you know, let's let's not let's let's have you come back and face the Undertaker three times. Why? <laughs> just just yeah, why? Yeah, it's, it's absolutely crazy. But again, they think they have. You know, they think they know what they're doing. Woohoo! <laughs> so. This past Wednesday, Brian, I, I think might have been one of the best dynamites that we've seen in recent memory. And there have been some good ones, really, really good ones. But the reason I say it is is, is some of it was a pure happenstance. And the reason I mention this is because into that, that uh, opening segment where we were talking about how the build for, for Wardlow is going so nicely, we got a challenge in a tag match where they said, hey... Find a partner, take on FTR. Now, leading into this episode of Dynamite, Tony Khan did a great job of teasing the Forbidden Door to surprises. Nope. Right? Mm -mm. No? No. Okay, Tony, hit me with it. What you got? Tony F'd that one up big time. All right. Because if you remember, the original tweet was, Somebody's coming through the forbidden door. They're going to sign a contract. They're closing behind it. Something to that effect. First off, the forbidden door relates to somebody that's coming from another federation. Currently under hence contract. They, yes. 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 Hence, they cannot then sign a contract with yours and then slam the door shut. Right? <laughs> That's two different things. That's why, like, there was a retraction or a retweet. All the fans were like, no, that's not how this works. Eventually, Tony Khan comes out and says, you're right. I screwed up. Uh, that, you know, I didn't explain the forbidden door like I was supposed to explain the <laughs> forbidden door. In other words, when Cody defined the forbidden door... <laughs> Tony just was like, ah, I'm going to do it this way. <laughs> well, no, I, I mean, I, I think probably in in the excitement of the moment, right? Mm -hmm. And again, I can see, I can see uh, TK. Yeah, well, I like to call the guy TK. Good old TK, you know, fishing buddies yeah, TK. Yeah, good old TK, yeah. Him and me. In the, ex <laughs> in the excitement of the moment and the yeah. fact that he probably doesn't have anybody reading this stuff, Right. Whereas maybe, you know, somebody else does. You know, the president has, you know, probably has a social media guy that so you may want to read this. And then Tony was probably like, ah, the he types it out real fast, not paying attention, hits send. And, you know, the Internet, once it's out there, it's out there forever. Right. You know, wrestling fans, they can be a very. Uh, weird, crazy um bunch of assholes right <laughs> and that's that's pretty much what happened right you know everybody was like and even i was a little confused right i know we we talked about it on the on the chat you know i, I was reading facebook posts trying to figure out was he talking about one person he talking about two people well you can't do the forbidden door and then them sign a contract that you know, it's not the definition of the forbidden door. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, even I was confused. And then eventually Tony Khan would come out and be like, uh, 
Yeah, well, and in my excitement, um, yeah, I <laughs> screwed <bad>. up. <laughs> yeah, I screwed up. <laughs> so now, to his credit, the two surprises did turn out to be pretty cool. One of them was kind of meh for me, but well, let's we'll do, do it in order. Let's yeah, we'll go in order. So the one that was meh for me, you tease this guy for freaking years. Oh, he's gonna he's gonna play a big role. And all of a sudden, we get the backstage segments, which are usually great, by the way, with Adam calling the Bucks, and he's telling Brandon, is this thing on? You know, doing that whole thing. As they interrupt the, it's Rapungi 3000, 3K, or is it Rapungi Vice? Uh, what are they called? Rapungi Vice. Rapungi Vice, okay. So they interrupt yeah. them. He's got Brandon there. Hey, is this thing on? And they're, they're filming it. And he's like, hey, hey, check it out. Look who this guy is. And out comes Jay White. Who, of course, does the obvious of beating up Trent. That's the new thing, by the way, in AEW. When you debut, beat up Trent. Which sucks, because Trent is amazing. Um, And Rampage, by the way, showed that. Anyway. Mm -hmm. Jay White shows up, beats the shit out of of, uh, Trent, and then walks away. And the Bucks make a comedy bit out of it. Now, granted, we haven't seen the end of this, so I'm not stupid. I, I know we haven't seen the end. But for me, I'm like, that's it. That's our big thing. Like, really? So let's 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 stop right there, right? And let's let's kind of slow down a little, right? I know everybody's excited. Let's slow down a little. Breathe it in. Let it out. Breathe it in. I don't know. So how would you have imagined this, right? Because here's the thing, right? Here's the thing about Jay White, right? Only the hardcore fans know Jay White. Mm-hmm. Or those that follow international wrestling would know Jay White. So the average ordinary person doesn't know Jay White. Right? Mm-hmm. So this is geared more towards that hardcore fan base. Right? And when I say hardcore, I'm talking like a little bit more hardcore than you. Right? I'm talking like the ones that, oh, this is the Switchblade. This is Jay White. They know that Jay White in New Japan, what is it, New Japan Strong? Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the U.S.? That Jay White has a... Uh, uh, what what's he calling his open challenge? The United States of J Open Challenge. Yeah, something right? like that. <clears throat> yeah, something like that. They know that Jay White uh, just a few weeks ago was like, "Hey, any any time, any place, AEW, the Forbidden Door, Kenny Omega." I mean, he was just name dropping the crap out of AEW, mm-hmm. right? I'll take you on. I'll show up at your place. I'm Jay White. This is the United States of Jay Open Challenge, right? They know he's on Impact. They know what he's doing on Impact. They know that Tomatonga is now stateside. Actually, I guess both gorillas. Mm-hmm. So the I guess Tomatonga is officially possible here. Yes. Five, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Three years yes. after I predicted it. <laughs> <laughs> They know that Jay White has made comments that he wants to 
bring the Bullet Club back to the forefront of wrestling that now he doesn't want to just be new Japan. He wants to do it worldwide. Mm-hmm. Right. Jake, that Jay white is for the hard core. And again, when I say hardcore, I mean the hardcore wrestling fan. That's why it was so simplistic. If Jay white had made an entrance, made a run in, right. It wouldn't have mattered what Tony Schiavone said or Jim Ross or, uh, oh, my God, the max, the, the mass dude, Excalibur. There we go. It took me a second. It wouldn't have mattered how much they screamed into the mic about Jay White switchblade is here, right? The average person, the average fan, they still wouldn't have picked up on it. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? So it, it, to me, it's a bigger statement for him to walk into this brought in by who? Adam Cole, not the Young Bucks, not Kenny Omega. He's brought in by Adam Cole, right? So the 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 the, the, the machinations or whatever you call it by Adam Cole Again, this is the story. It's how Adam Cole is starting to manipulate all these different forces. Mm-hmm. And the Young Bucks are like, uh, wait a second. Why didn't you tell us about it? And Adam Cole's like, oh, don't worry about it. He's here for us. No, no, no. He's not here for us. He's here for Adam Cole. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And a run-in is not going to play out any better. And I don't care what a guy like Jim Cornette says. This isn't for you, Jim. If you don't know him, if you don't follow him, because in a tweet, Jim Cornette's like, I don't even know who this guy is, who's Jay White or whatever, right, talking about it. It's not for you. This is for the hardcore fan. This is for their hardcore fan base that everybody loves to tout. AEW's nothing but a bunch of hardcore fanatics. Well, yeah, and this is for them. Now we're going to start building Jay White up so that the average fan knows who Jay White is. Well, and, and that's where I said that, you know, I realized that something else is going to happen out of this, and Friday it did. Um, but it's like, dude, first off, quit beating up Trent. Just give the man a break. Or is it, well, well not, you know what? At least it's not Orange Cassidy again. I well, no, yeah, but Orange you know, he took a lot Friday. of those shots. <laughs> Orange got it Friday. <laughs> They can just, they, the best friends are just the guys that get beat up all up. That sucks. Yeah, but <laughs> they win in the end, though. They do win in the end. I feel like at some point, though, we're going to see Rapongi Vice split up, or sp- not split up, split from best friends. Based oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. What they keep teasing with uh, Trent, like, he's not in. We, I didn't I didn't okay this. I, I thought that was yeah. great, by the way. <laughs> yeah. Loving Dan Housen signing. They're really utilizing this guy well. You know, you give you give the fans that watch all your hardcore content all of the segments you can, and then the ones that are just getting to know him, you have him sneak him, you know, and come in from under the ring again and curse the Young Bucks, which, by the way, Jericho did a great job selling that. Look at God, he's going to curse us. He's going to curse us. That was great. Um, oh, yeah, not to worry, though. Getting back to Jay White, you'll now start to see the Bullet Club shirts pop up. From the hardcore fans, the oh, yeah. you know, hardcore Bullet Club fans, 
And then everybody else would be like, oh, I love that shirt. I got to get that shirt. Well, and it's funny because I'm wearing a Bullet Club shirt today. Um, but the coolest part of that whole segment, and this is what gives me hope for what they're going to do next, because God only knows. But Jay White and Adam Cole both said it when your Bullet Club, your Bullet Club for Life, and this was on TV, said out loud, and it tells sure. me that there's two big parts of this. One, we could feasibly see Bullet Club versus the Elite. Can't wait. That'll be badass. Two, it means New Japan has a much more larger working deal with AEW. Because that's a New Japan-owned product. Which, right. however, God, I can't wait. However, I will take this opportunity to say that I did watch Impact this past week. Mm-hmm. Right? And... Uh, you know, of course, the Gorillas are going to take on the Good Brothers, uh, I think, at the next pay-per-view for them for the tag titles. Yep. Right? Now, what's interesting about that and what's also interesting about what's going on in AEW, right, is on one program, Bullet Club is for life. Mm-hmm. Right? Whereas on the opposite program, you don't leave Bullet Club, we kick you out of Bullet Club. Mm -hmm. You see what I'm saying? So this could very well end up being a situation where they just, they're going through the U.S. cleaning up Bullet Club, Mm right? Right. And, you know, guys like Anderson and, and Doc, well, they may very well lose, so they may get kicked out. The Young Bucks, Kenny Omega, may get kicked out. And so then you're left with more of like a an edgier type U.S. Bullet Club faction. And, you know, that may be where this ultimately winds up going so but it is interesting though that on one show they're like yeah bullet club for life and then on the other one tom and is like no nope. we'll let you know when you leave bullet club <laughs> right know? right because it could after, be building to that yeah and you never know this could this could this has the potential because the pieces are starting to form up on the chessboard for some Big time New Japan versus Impact versus AEW Bullet Club fight them out, you know, because you could have the Young Bucks and Omega and the Good Brothers versus Cole, Switchblade, the Gorillas, and you know, somebody else. I mean, this could be some 10 man, you know, we're gonna go for two hours for the for the ownership of bullet club or <laughs> matches up you, you know what i'm saying oh i'm convinced that we're about to see it at the very least gang warfare at its finest we're going to see the elite versus the era versus the bullet club i'm i'm oh, yeah. positive that's going to happen and that's going to be amazing i mean think about oh, yeah. that and, and here's the th- something <laughs> that i just thought about the other day roddy roddy strong's uh, deal is up soon that that could be magic in the making because his wife's a free agent. Uh, yeah, no, but she so... actually she actually worked dark. I'm sorry. Let me let me say that again. 
So four and four and four. I mean, come on, that's that's blood and guts. No, no, no. Because I, I mean, I don't, I don't know. I guess maybe, 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 maybe. I don't know. I don't know. It's it's. But again, this is this is this is you know where I'm saying where everybody's like, ah, it's so lackluster. I don't know who Jay White is. You know all this other crap I've been reading. Bro, don't worry about where it's come. Worry about where we're going. Oh, I, I mean, it's I gonna be magic. Not when not I say just that his you, yeah. But well, when I say that it was kind of mad for me, the the reason I say it is because like I'm the guy that would have loved to have seen him run in during the main event and beat down both Archer and and Page. Now, granted, you can't do that with every single guy, so it makes sense. You know, you can't do it. Didn't make yeah, sense. But let but me ask you something. Would have been cool. Let me ask. you. Well, it may have been cool, but let me ask you something. If you take the announcer, if you t- if you cut the volume down on your your TV, mm-hmm. right, and you mute your TV, and he comes running down with no jacket on, no Bullet Club shirt, would you have known who he was at first glance, or would you have been like, uh, hmm. maybe not. <laughs> Maybe not. That's not a bad statement. That's a good point. That's a good point. I would be like, mm. <laughs> so. But but again, though, see, that's that's what I'm saying. This this is not this is not for the average fan. This is mm-hmm. this the entrance was for the hardcore fans, for the hardcore fans to mark out because the average fan is going to look at the hardcore fan. They're going to be like. Holy shit, they know who this is. Why I uh Yeah Why don't <laughs> yeah. I? Yeah, woo. And then you can explain it as we go. You know, oh, this is Bullet Club, this is New Japan, this is the Forbidden Door, this is Jay White. You know what I'm saying? We can explain all this. Now I would have known who he was because I remember Jay White from when I was New Japan World. I just watched New the New Japan Strong stuff. You know, so I wouldn't know who he was by face. Whereas, you know, again, we turn the volume down for you. It mm-hmm. may take you a minute. Or you may be like, uh, Brian, who's that? Oh, that's Jay White. Wow, squish play. <laughs> you know what I'm I, saying? I will say this. The Blade Runner that he hits looks lethal. <laughs> Absolutely yeah. lethal. His finish looks sick. Um, which also leads me to believe that I wonder what Wyndham Rotunda thinks about that. It was a kind of a unique looking finish, you know. I don't know. Just saying. Uh, so we go from the one that had me going, hmm, okay, I don't know if I'd have did it that way, to a debut that the worst kept secret, I guess. Not as bad as Adam Cole and Danielson and Brian Danielson, but pretty close because we knew that this guy was a free agent, but he had just gotten married the weekend prior. Um, and mm-hmm. there were pictures that had been posted of he and his wife supposedly in Paris. So, as unlikely as it can seem, I know the travel restrictions are what they are, it just seemed like, well, I don't think he's going to be there, at least not this week. But out comes Keith Lee for his his debut and also for a shot at entering the face of the revolution ladder match. Which, I mean, hey, you want to talk about the star of this matchup? The star of this matchup was Isaiah Cassidy. Just bumping like a madman. Getting thrown. How how big is their ring? 18 by 18, you think? Probably. So he got launched nine feet, at least. <laughs> it 
from corner and to that, corner. <laughs> I mean, Jesus. But that was up in the air. Yeah. Hang time. Not not just like thrown like yeah. a lawn dart, like launched and then flipping yeah. and hitting the backdrop like, holy shit. Yeah. I, I, I'd say he was every bit of nine feet up and then nine feet across. Mm-hmm. I've never, I have never, I don't, I don't recall ever seeing somebody launched like he was launched. Yeah. Now, I, you know, I know both parties are involved here. But, I mean, still, I don't, I mean, that was absolutely nuts. Mm-hmm. And, this you know, there's that. a lot of people in in this actually made me mad when Sonny said it, but I, I left it alone, that have said, like, he needs to get back in shape. Bro, that's Keith Lee, period. Like, I'm a little over the whole, like, this guy needs to look this way or that way. Nah, F that. <laughs> Fuck that. You don't have to look a certain way. Just do what you do. If Keith Lee wants to be 320 pounds and, and look like he's a chunky dude, cool. You know, it didn't stop Kevin Owens from being a freaking star every step of his career. I mean, why does this matter? Why do people say that kind of stupid shit? Why is that a big thing? Is it because Vince's vision of wrestling is what it what people have now? Like, if you're no, a well, jack to the gills, that you're not a wrestler? No, I, I mean, I think it's just there. There's jade. There, there's there's jadedness. Yeah. Right. And 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 I'm glad you brought up Keith Lee because I wanted to to bring up like the, like it's okay that this guy is in a different federation now. Just yeah. be happy that you can watch him. Mm-hmm. Right? So, you know, again, scrolling through Facebook, I happen to come across one where the guy puts a post that Keith Lee is so underwhelming and this was such a lackluster entrance and his match was okay, right? That he didn't think that Keith Lee was relevant. Yet somebody, I guess he was part of a group, from a group he is in, puts a picture where he, this guy, freaks out that Keith Lee is now on the main roster for the WWE. Mm-hmm. People, let it go. Just because he's in one place, that doesn't mean his skills are going to change. If you loved him in the WWE, you can love him in AEW, and it's going to be okay. Yeah, the, this whole thing where we're just like... Uh... Nope, you're either a fan of this company or this company. There are no choices. Really? Really? So I can't like everything I want to like? Okay. Yeah, that doesn't that shit don't fly. You, know, you don't you don't get to just hold the keys because you've been a fan for thirty years. Just like you don't get to hold the keys because you've been a fan for thirty minutes. Neither one of those are acceptable practices. Keith Lee, for example, was was treated wonderfully in NXT. Huge star. Mm-hmm. Huge potential. He gets to the main roster, and they find every single possible way to fuck him up. Now, granted, his health was a huge challenge for him, and I, and I can't take anything away from WWE for, for doing what they do and what they don't do, outside of the fact that they didn't pay his bills. I don't know what his agreement looks like. I don't know how that works for them, but that's kind of shitty. The other part of it, though, is you call him Bearcat, and then you try to dress it up by saying it's an homage to Bearcat Harris. 
Who the fuck is that? This, uh, uh, no racial whatever at all, period. Nobody knows who this guy is. But supposedly it's an homage. No, I don't think so. What it is is it's a Vince McMahon guy who's saying, you know what, we need to make him noticeable. Let's give him a nickname. You had a nickname with Limitless. You had a, a, a theme song that was overwhelmingly popular. Now, granted, there's some agreements with CFO that they didn't have, uh, or whatever their group name is, um, that they didn't have the rights for it anymore and weren't going to pay for it. Fine. But you destroyed that. You got rid of his, much like they did to Karrion Cross after him, you know, you shoved him down the roster. So to call him a, uh, I saw this one on, on oh. Facebook, I think, a cast-off of WWE. And let's not forget you sent him back down to development. To train. To train. Right. And, and this right, this guy right here, right? So Keith Lee, the WWE, con of the WWE or Vince or whoever made that decision to let him go should look at the other one. And punch him right in the face. Yep. Like, literally, or slap him across the face. One of the two. Yeah, if Vince wanted to keep him, and Khan said get rid of him, or Khan wanted to keep him, and Vince said get rid of him, whatever, one of them should look at the other one and punch him in the eye. (laughs) How dumb can you be? So, you know, to me, this this eclipses uh, Danielson, Mm -hmm. right? Because we've seen what what you know this guy can still. I mean, his motor is going right with Danielson, mm-hmm. right? But again, the WWE, you know, okay, you don't want to you don't want the guy to paralyze himself, whatever. Okay, let's okay, okay. I I can see that one. Mm-hmm. Keith Lee. Wow, what a mistake you made. And it's no wonder your business is dropping mm-hmm. because of said mistakes. Well, I mean, you look at it from a business perspective. You want to move merchandise. You get Keith Lee out there. You let him be limitless, and you just let him go. He can talk. Yes. You've already proven that. You've proven that during your Thunderdome era. He can perform. We already knew that. Mm-hmm. So you don't have to change his presentation. The fans already resonate with him. The only person he wasn't resonating with is an 80-year-old man sitting backstage with a headset on. Mm-hmm. That's embarrassing. Yeah. That has no clue what wrestling is nowadays. It's it's one of those things where, you know, there's a reason fans complain about, you know, having a diverse presentation on television. WWE is the most suspect out of all of the companies out there because of crap like this. To try to dress it up like, oh, we're gonna we're gonna make him be an homage to Bearcat Harris or Lee or Wright. I don't remember the guy's name, and that's the point. Like they did nothing to build that. They just slapped it on there and said, "Here, go put this over. Go do it." After keeping him off television, sending him to go train, that is not how you broaden your fan base or show that you have a diverse roster. It's not how you do it. So it makes perfect sense to me for when they let him go, for him to say, you know what? They made enough money off my name. By the way, kudos for that because he's damn right on that. And then for the other thing to do, and that's to show up at AEW and be a complete star by just, hey, being himself. 
Mm-hmm. It was like he he comes out there and suddenly he realizes, oh shit, I can just be me. And I think mm-hmm. you're the one that said it in the chat. Look how calm he is and casual no, I, he is. I, I, I don't think that was me. That was somebody else. But but that's the truth because he was just so relaxed. He was ready to go. Mm-hmm. And the fans, by the way, five thousand people don't chant, you know, bask in his glory and all that if he's not over or relevant. Right. You know, you had at least five thousand people in attendance at Dynamite on Wednesday. Um, they knew and know who he is. There's no question of how popular and how much potential is there for Keith Lee. He's a guy that honestly, for all the work he was doing in Evolve before he got signed, he should have been signed five years prior. He's that damn good. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he will be a standout for the ladder match. I'm not sure who's going to win that yet. I'm going to have to see the other entrance first because I don't I don't know who to pick for that match. It's hard to tell, but a hell of a debut. So so happy to see him. And frankly, Listen. go ahead. Oh, I was going to say if 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 you want to see just how great of a star. Keith Lee is. You go watch the match with John Silver and Keith Lee. Oh yeah, yeah, that's a, that's a great one. Good call. Yeah, I mean, I just cannot believe, <laughs> you know, that they let this guy go. And it's I'm not a, a fan huge, of them signing mistake. everybody, but mm-hmm. yeah, that that was a mistake to let him go. And the thing is, this is a guy that that has so much potential to his name, that can do so much with so many different types of people. Like you don't get that with everybody; you get that with a choice few. And they just couldn't see it in their in their whatever plan. <laughs> Finally, let this guy just be himself. Oh, and by the way, Janela, that's that's your replacement. That's yeah. that's why you're probably not getting a new contract, bro. Yeah, your Is contract it? will expire. Goodbye. Have a great one. Yeah. And uh, yeah. we're going to be now watching Keith Lee on Wednesdays. Thank you. Yeah. You don't quite have that kind of pizzazz. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Thanks exactly. for playing. <laughs> but thank you so much for your time. We appreciate you. Good luck to you <laughs> in your future endeavors, and uh, get the fuck out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's just wrestling. It is what it is. Um, yeah. So for me, even though I'm sure we'll talk about it, but the next thing I wanted to bring up and wanted to make absolutely sure we talked about is the tag match between CM Punk and FTR and Punk's mystery opponent or mystery partner rather, because it can't be said enough just how big of a deal. CM Punk with no handcuffs and John Moxley with no handcuffs. How awesome they are. And their tag work against FTR, it's a testament to just how goddamn good FTR is. Because mm-hmm. this tag match was insane. Now, there's a couple flubs here and there, like the uh, the, the breaking up of the pin, where it really seemed like uh, FTR was going to get the win after hitting the big rig on Punk. But that whole sequence, by the way, was great. Um but I was blown away. Like, first off, you know, my thought process was who could they bring in? Maybe they do a surprise for his partner. And I thought maybe Samoa Joe, which would have been nuts. Mm-hmm. But 
when they had mocks come down, I'm like, oh, this is going to be really, really cool. I had no idea it was going to be as good as it was, but it might, that might be what made this dynamite for me one of the best I've seen. Uh, so I'll have to admit when I found out it was Mox, I was kind of like, uh, this is going to stink. Oh, okay. And, and I, I, cause you just, you normally don't see Moxley in a tag match, mm-hmm. right? His style is a little bit different than everybody else's in that. You know, it, to me, it was kind of like one of these things is not like the others type deal. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? If it had been like a hardcore tag team match, I'm like, oh, yeah, Moxley's got it. But this, with FTR, you got to wrestle, right? That's mm-hmm. that's their their thing. You're going to have to wrestle. And I will say that I am pleasantly surprised to remember that John Moxley can actually wrestle. And wrestle really, really well. Yes. Because you, you forget that, right? So, you know, all he's really been doing lately are more the hardcore type matches. He's more of a a brawler, you know. Uh, and then, you know, you, you have this. And I think, for me, that's probably the best thing out of that tag match. I mean, it was a great tag match. But, it, you know, to actually remember, oh, crap, John Moxley is a great wrestler when he has to be. You know, he's just not all punch and kick and, you know, all that stuff. He's actually a really good wrestler. Mm-hmm. And I think that tag match showed it. Yeah, this was one of those matches where it was just, let's be real, it was a sleeper. Nobody saw it coming. Right. They they come down. They could have done, like I said, I thought Samoa Joe. You know, oh, that's going to be the surprise. But really, this was one match of the night, and uh, maybe a candidate for match of the year. It was just great. Mm. Maybe I'm just still over the moon about it. Still got the buzz on it. You know what I mean? But like, it was just that good. Just watching these guys mix it, up, I would love to see it again. Um. And it actually made me think. I don't know if I've ever seen CM Punk in a in a solid tag run, but I wouldn't really mind seeing Mox and Punk be a tag team. Maybe it's a one off. Mm, Maybe they can't pull it off yeah. more than once. You know, it, it, it made yeah. me think. Again, though, there's there's something about when you just take two of the best in your company and throw them together for poops and giggles. Yeah, yeah, very know. true. Because that's one of the things, you know, we've been railing against with the WWE, especially Rob. Rob would probably, you know, he'd probably cuss you out if he heard you say that. (laughs) (laughs) That's one of his pet peeves, right? Yeah, just thrown together teams. But this is one of those things where, okay, you've seen it. They had great chemistry, you know, and and you don't get this very often. You know, you're not going to see this like... Well, WWE does it all the time, but you're not going to see good chemistry happen like this very often. So when it does, you, it, it does. It makes you think. It makes you go, "Hmm, this this yeah. could be this could be good." But you know what we have seen from Punk is that he's able to do a lot of different things in a lot of different ways. Frankly, this is a reminder from those of us that maybe didn't see all of CM Punk's Ring of Honor days because I didn't. I came into Punk's career right at the end of his Ring of Honor days, but. Mm-hmm. It gives a reminder to us of just how capable that guy is. 
over over and above that, it gives us a reminder of just how, just like you said, how damn good John Moxley is in a non-hardcore setting, which mm-hmm. yeah was phenomenal. Yeah, and again, I I think this is because you know what to expect with FTR. Mm-hmm. You were you kind of know what to expect with Punk, even though you know uh, you know if you go back and think of the six man he had not too long ago. Um, there might have been another tag team match he's been in, right. but you really haven't seen it out of Mox, right? And even when you had when he was with Eddie, it was a little bit more of a fight, you know. But to me, this was more of a holy cow, you know. Mox has got skills that we've forgotten about, mm-hmm. so which Just, is great. It, yeah. Well, I mean, and it goes without saying, FTR, best one of the best damn tag teams in the business. Period. Until them, them boys get them. Uh, I just hope that it's not just a a, a hardcore fight. I want to see them wrestle because we know the Briscoes can. You know, I want to see. I'll, I'll see it all. Don't get me wrong. I'll watch it, but I just hope that it's more than just a. All right, well, now we go for our street fight. Yay! It's the Briscoes. Like we need to see more. Oh, I think you will. I think this could be one that will probably, uh, you know, cross between promotions. It'll probably cross between time. I'm hoping it'll be the Crockett Cup because what better way to, <laughs> you know, highlight the Crockett Cup than getting mm. FTR in there also. Very true. So... The main event of Dynamite was the Texas death match between Lance Archer and Adam Page. Um, first off, this was Lance Archer's best AEW match so far. Mm-hmm. Just He looked great. He did a great job. His chemistry with Adam Page, I wouldn't mind seeing this again, although let's let's go without the Texas death match step. Let's see what happens in a regular match. You know what I mean? Let's, let's see, it, see it a different way. Uh, the blood that Adam Page had pouring from his face. Jesus. Dude, when, when they say, <laughs> okay, so we're going to get some color, it's some color, not all color. <laughs> Somebody had to come up with a sponge at some point, you know, and just like, all right, let's stop calling this up, put him back in his body. He's going to die. <laughs> That's a lot of blood. Well, did JR give the old, did he, did he do the old proverbial crimson mask? I am trying remember that to old remember. line. Hmm. I'm pretty sure JR used to say it. Hmm. I don't remember hearing it. Oh, no, no, that was Gordon Soley. The crimson oh, mask was Gordon, was Gordon uh, Soley. He is wearing the proverbial crimson mask. No, that's, that is Gordon Soley. Yeah, but I thought JR used to do it too. I'm sure he has. But as far as Texas Deathmatch go, uh, that was great. I was, um, I've been concerned, and I've, I've been very vocal on our show about Lance Archer just not being sold. This sold me. Like this was like, no, this is Lance Archer at his best. You know, big mm-hmm. man, he can move, he can sell. Which I mean, let's be real, a lot, not a lot of big men can. They just they struggle with it. He does, and he does it very well. And, and it was just, um, I liked when they took the top rope down, for example. 
I like the dynamic of that. They're like, well, he's not going to be able to do the, the buckshot. Mm-hmm. And I, I think JR was working too hard for it. He goes, well, not in the normal sense. No, no shit, JR. <laughs> let's let's calm down, buddy. We kind of get it. The top rope's gone. But then he sells it to us like by trying to say, oh, not in the normal sense. So now we all, all of a sudden know he's going to hit it, but how? Mm-hmm. I don't know if we needed to do that. Let's just let people be surprised. Nothing wrong. With yeah, but it's, it's Jr. Sometimes he says you're not going to change. Sometimes him. things slip. <laughs> we we love Jr. We really do. We really do. I give him a hard time, but we love him. Um, so just the I could have did with that the fork to the face. That was a little much. <laughs> I was like, damn. I did like the the mention of Abdullah the Butcher though. I loved that. Mm-hmm. So if we have to get to that to get to that, then I'm good. Hey, yeah, but I, I think part of the reason you didn't like it was by that time your stomach was probably turning. I uh, <laughs> I had to turn my head a couple times. It was yeah, it yeah. reminded me of uh, Sid from Halloween Havoc. Remember, just all of that blood. Like it wasn't just a little. It was just like holy hell. It's just streaming out of his face. Yeah. Could, Eventually, it's like all right. That's that's enough, guys. <laughs> Clean them up. <laughs> I'm gonna have to admit, right. So I I was into it. I I didn't I didn't turn away. Mm-hmm. But there was a part of me that was wondering, like, how has he not passed out yet? Yeah, like because it was coming out <laughs> fast. And it just covered his face, and it it never left. No, you know what I'm saying? It didn't get wiped away. I mean, it, it was like always there. So much on his face, by the way, that his face became stained with his own blood. And when well, he... not just that, but. He had like that. It, it had like coagulated on his beard or something. Yeah, it was gross. <laughs> I'm like this is nasty. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, it, it's one of the cool things that they've done, and, and this is where I really have problems with people that talk about Adam Page's reign as a champion. It's been perfect. He's had a battle for every single title defense. That's what you want out of a good guy champion. You don't want him just coming out and dominating. What reason do we have to believe that there's a challenge? You want him to struggle. You want him to get, you know, busted up or whatever, just have him fight his way back. And at the end of it, you're like, well, shit, he just toppled a giant like Lance Archer. Who's next? And that's what they're doing. They're they're doing such a great job of him, and he's doing a tremendous work. I'm sure he would love to be more active, and I'm, I'm totally in favor of that. But I've liked I like his title reign. I think he's doing a great job. Mm, so I would like to see him active too, right? I I think with him they should maybe take a page out of Flair's book, mm-hmm. where he wrestles all the time, and it's not always just you know the the number one contender. Right. 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 It. it- it could be more, just more non-title matches, even. Well, I, I mean, even put the title on the line, but like, have him wrestle more, because mm-hmm. I think I think what's interesting about uh, Page is I think Page probably has better, or you know, is a better wrestler than we really know. Like, we, so we're all like, you know, we've all been behind this from day. Right, that that he was he was going to be the AEW champion, right? 
And for some of us that watch them in ROH and New Japan, we we knew we were watching something special, right? A future champion. Mm-hmm. And I think he can probably, like, wrestle different styles more than we think. Because, I mean, realistically, if you think about it, what, um, he's bled for Archer, he's bled for Danielson, did he Omega. bleed in Omega? Yep. Yeah. So, like, every match he's had since winning that title, he's bled in, right? Okay, great. I get it. He, he He's a bleeder, right? <laughs> yeah. He can bleed. Can we keep it moving? <laughs> yeah. But I want to see him wrestle, you know, an Orange Cassidy. I want to see him wrestle. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, Trent. I want to see him wrestle. You know, I, I don't care. I just, I, I want to see him wrestle. Let's, you know, next week's Dynamite. Let's, you know, give him a title shot versus whoever. Right? I know AEW has said, you know, that, uh, you know, top five and all that crap. Who cares? Right? Mm-hmm. Nobody cares. Let's let him wrestle, you know, whoever. I think that's a good point. With with AEW, they promised us that the win-loss record would matter. And I think at this stage of the game, we believe them. You know what I mean? The the ratings, right. the rankings work. So you could quietly just filter them to the background. Still release them on Twitter and stuff, but you don't have to show the graphic every week. You know? You can just start bringing in. Because Bret Hart, when he first won the title from Flair in 91, uh, 92, um, he defended against everybody. One, two, three, kid. And it's still one of the best title defenses that's in WWF title history. That speaks volumes. And and Waltman was by no stretch of the imagination a main event player at that time. Well, I mean, again, the the thing about Flair, right, and and this is what, you know, everybody will tell you. The thing that made Flair great is Flair could walk into a building and wrestle an indie guy. And back mm-hmm. then, they truly were indies, right? Because unless you were, you know, nobody heard of an indie wrestler from California. Mm-hmm. You know, me being in Virginia, I would have never have heard of an indie guy from West Virginia, right? But you heard about these guys when Ric Flair would roll into town and wrestle the top guy in the area. Mm-hmm. Wasn't on TV. There was no internet. There was no social media. But you would hear about him. Why? Because Ric Flair made everybody believe that this top guy in this local area was about to beat the Nature Boy. And in some cases, he did. Right? Mm-hmm. Because we all know Flair's got several losses for that world title. You know, to local talent. Mm-hmm. But that's what made Flair great. Flair would wrestle the Sam Houstons, the uh, Rocky Johnsons, the, you know, whoever. He would wrestle these guys. You would wrestle the champ. He would make you look like a champ. And everybody would remember it. And I think that's what AEW should do with Paige. Mm -hmm. Doesn't have to be all the time. Put them on Rampage. You know, this week, uh, Paige versus Sammy Guevara, non-title matchup. 
world title. I don't care because you know Sammy's not winning. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm but saying? That's why Paige... I said non-title because it gives you a little bit more room. Well, yeah, but I mean, you can have Paige come out and say, you know, look, I'm here to wrestle. I'm your world champ. Mm-hmm. I should be on every TV program. And from this point forward, I am. I'll pick my opponents if you're not going to. On Rampage, I want Sammy Gabar for the world title alone. Mm-hmm. Go out there, 15, 20 minutes, put on a good match. Next week, you know what? I beat Sammy. Uh, I, I don't know. Evil Uno. Uh, next week, uh, Orange Cassidy. Uh, next week, I'm going to smack Trent around because everybody else has. <laughs> or, I don't know, maybe have him beat Joey Janela in less than five minutes. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Wheeler. There you go, Janela. Uh, gave me something to do, buddy. <laughs> uh, Wheeler Yuta would be a good one for this. Oh yeah, great way to great way to spotlight Yuta. Agreed. Yeah, I mean, because he he puts on dynamic matches. He has great matches. Give him a shot at your world title. We know he's not winning, mm-hmm. but it's a good way to showcase Yuta, and it's a good way to showcase your champ. And then when Adam Cole beats Adam Page, you know. He'll have a you know, belt that's, you know, got some uh, uh, luster to it. I'm starting to wonder, and, and we'll close out with this, as we head closer to Revolution, and, and this week we should have a better picture of that card because it's March 3rd, I believe, is Revolution. Um, first weekend in March, we'll just say that. Uh, so that would be 5th or 6th. We're going to have a better picture of the card. Adam Cole has already stepped in as the next challenger, and it really did it really did look like the old New Japan, you know, at the end of Wrestle Kingdom where Okada is standing victorious and his come, next challenger comes waltzing down. That was exactly what this was, which I'm fine with. It looked great. So I'm figuring that's what's going to happen, and it'll be interesting to see, um, you know, who or how they build this going forward. It's going to be a good match. There's no doubt in my mind about that. But a lot of people are saying that this could be Adam Cole's world title victory. I don't think so. I don't think it's time yet. But who knows? Who knows? Mm, I think it is. Maybe. Maybe. And and that's – go ahead. Yeah. Oh, I think it carries over into the other storyline. Right. Because if you remember at one time – where was Paige? He was Bullet Club. Paige was friends with the Bucks. Paige was friends with Kenny Omega. Well, Adam Cole is that type of guy that, in order to put Paige down, I might need Redragon. I might need Switchblade. Mm-hmm. Of course, I won't use the Bucks. Right. But I'm gonna I'm gonna use everything at my disposal. Well, in that convenient. The Bucks, Page, and Omega make a nice little foursome, and so does Cole, Reed Dragon, and Jay White. Isn't that, isn't that funny how this stuff writes itself sometimes? I I like the build for it. I like I said, I'm curious to see what happens next and how we where how we get from here to there. I'm okay. I'm okay with that. 
All right. So, hey, catch up with your boys on Twitter. Catch up with Rob at Rob Hefner C2C. You can catch up with Brian at Vlad Dragul C2C. You can also catch up with Vlad Dragul over on the Facebook page for Vlad Dragul's Fandemonium <laughs> Emporium. Yeah. I want to make sure I said it right. I'm sorry for the down, the down way I'm mentioning it, but I wanted to make sure I said it right. Um, you know, this is one of your chances to start really seeing uh, Brian show a little different side because you see his wrestling side, which is always cool, but you get to see his gaming, you get to see his unboxing. Great unboxing video for the 2021 edition of WWE Undisputed, um, which he gets some really cool cards, by the way. So check uh, that not video just out. Really fun. Uh, like uh, a one of three. Yeah, that one is outstanding, and and the price of that secondary market is going to be tremendous. Yeah, considering that may hand. be the that may be the only one ever to be found. Yep, so far it's the only one in the wild that we know of. Yes. We'll see that what happens down the road. Um, but that's at uh, Vlad Dragul on Facebook. So Facebook.com slash Vlad Check out the Emporium. He's got a great unboxing video. Soon to have some gaming, streaming. You're getting Elden Ring, and that's what's coming next? That's what's coming next. Elden Ring. I will start streaming that on Twitch here on the 25th. Leading into uh, Tiny Tina's Wonderland, and then ultimately WWE 2K. 22. So I don't have a specific schedule yet. I'm going to put one together here. I'm trying to get through my last month of school. Once it's finished, the plan is to start streaming. I will probably not stream Supercard very often, but I'll start with a couple of those. I'm going to stream some TNL. I'm going to stick to some wrestling games, but I'm going to try to delve into the different ones. Not just the obvious, but I will stream WrestleFest as much as I can until I get copyright stripped. Um, I'm going to try to stream as much as I can through new, new Attitude Media over on Twitch. You can catch up with the show here at C2C Radio Show on Twitter, Corner to Corner Show on Facebook, C2CRadioShow.com for us. And that's Stan Grubb everywhere for me. And I see how you're ducking me already. What's that? Didn't bring up the fact that I've already challenged you to some live... Oh, oh, no, no, no. 2K22 not that at all. Not, matches. I, yeah, I got to have it in hand. I think, you're, I think you're ducking me. My creative wrestler can beat your creative wrestler. You're ducking me. I'm not using <laughs> creative wrestler. <laughs> oh, yeah? You're going to use Brock Lesnar? No, no, no. I think we can pull out some legends or something. Oh, okay. All right, that, I'm, I'm down for that. We'll do a oh, Bret Hart versus Shawn Michaels again, see who can come out with a victor. No, yeah, but don't be like just throwing punches at me or something like that. I mean, yeah, you got to get in there. Spamming the buttons. <laughs> <laughs> this new this new counter system, it could just end up being counter after counter. Who knows? Mm, yeah. But that's going to do it for us here on Corner to Corner this week. Next week, we'll talk about the results of Elimination, Elimination Chamber, the build to Revolution, and whatever else comes up. I'm sure we'll have more on this uh, Stone Cold story. Thanks again for listening. Have a great week, everybody, and uh, we'll see you next time right here on Corner to Corner. Have a great night, and uh, once again, happy Valentine's Day. Mom 
deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.